Welcome to Thugging It Out with your girl Brash and Shawnee Louise. And I would like to take this moment to make the obvious statement that out of the two of us, I am the thug in Thug It Out. There's no side eye. I am the thug. I will shank a bitch. (laughs) Are you sure? Hey guys. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> um, today we are going to be looking at the concept of how we were raised mm. versus how we would raise. Hypothetically. Hi- that's why I said how we yes, would, not yes, how yes, we yes. will. Okay. How we would hypothetically that. raise our kids. Potential kids, yes. I love how you're putting in <laughs> how we might possibly kind of hypothetically to, raise those potential maybes. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm just, you know, putting it out there for folks who may not see that as an option right now or may not be inclined to believe just that that's a sure that that, You're making sure that the higher power knows that's not something you ask Loopholes. you making sure. <laughs> loopholes. It's important to have loopholes. Making sure your higher power knows it's not something I'm telling you. Right. I like, I'm not trying to manifest this shit at all. But if it happens, it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, look. Let's have a conversation about this. All right. So my first question to you is what did your childhood look like? Ooh. Mm, Can you be more specific? No, I'm just kidding. Um, My childhood looked like controlled chaos. And I will go into detail now. Please. (laughs) So um, my childhood really looked like me being raised by my sister instead of my mom, but that was mostly because my mom had was working, right? So she was a single parent. She is still a great, amazing single parent. Uh, she worked a graveyard shift, so while I was at school, she was asleep. And then when I got home, she was getting ready to go to work. So mm-hmm. we really didn't have a lot of interactions. A lot of my um, parental influence or parental guidance came from my oldest sister, who was like my mom's best friend ish, you know, because black people, black mamas don't do that. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, so it looked like control chaos because my sister was a kid herself mm-hmm. raising me, and so she wanted to do kid things or teenage things when she could. Um, but she knew she had to come back and be responsible. So, um, I found myself learning lessons through her lessons and really understanding the importance of being independent because. It was easier for my mom. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I didn't really get to really have a good ch- Not a good. I think that's the wrong word to use. But I didn't really get to be a child child. You know, like I was I was responsible for my whole child. Like I was I was been this responsible person this whole time. What does a child child look like? Because I feel like I know a lot of people who are like, I didn't really get to be a child. But it's like if and nobody got to really be look like a child. Is What does a childhood yeah. look like? So I feel like I would have loved to get dirty. I would have loved to make noise. (laughs) So there are those things, right? Because my mom would sleep during it. Like, even on the weekends, you know, if she had to work overtime. um, That's funny. Sorry, I just had a realization. But um, 
I could I could just vividly remember her like being like stop making all that noise or stop wrestling like we really couldn't have fun as kids mm-hmm. and just enjoy being being rambunctious and being loud and being you know fast and this if it wasn't us not making noise or wrestling around it was for our safety don't do that because you're gonna break your neck you know mm-hmm. so it was always this kind of fear built into whatever we were doing. Um, we couldn't go anywhere. I mean, for, for good reason, we couldn't go anywhere alone or don't do this. It was, it was always kind of a warning. Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like that, that led, that led me to live a very cautious life as a child even. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What about you? Um, uh, (laughs) I think the best way I'm trying to find the right words to describe it. The best way that I would explain it is a fictitious ideal. Mm. I think that's the best way to explain it. Fictitious ideal. Because um, my parents moved us out of a bad neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And it was me and my brother. So, you know, the parents, me and my brother, my mom and my dad. So you have the two parents. You have the one boy, the Mm -hmm. one girl. My parents had bought a house um, for us in Pennsylvania. So we owned a house. We were out of the hood. But... um, the household itself uh, looked like your TV ideal, but from my perspective, did not live up to what it was supposed to mm. hypothetically be. I'm okay. doing air quotes; y'all can't see. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was. It didn't. It didn't live up to hypothetically what it was supposed to be. Um, and I think that speaks to the one thing that you can't really control when it comes to your. When you are the child in a situation, which is the personalities in your family. Mm -hmm. And I say you can't control that as a child because as an adult, you decide essentially 90% of the time you have a choice of who you have kids with. You have a choice of who you marry and bring into your life. So you have some kind of control over the personalities in your household. But as a child, you're just kind of brought in. And you don't have a, uh, you don't have control over the other people that you are now stuck in this fucking house with, right? No, that's real. And so, um, I think what did I call it? Fictitious ideal, because like you know, two parents, two kids, the house, the dog, the property, but a lot of, as with everyone else, a lot of what happened in that house is what has shaped me, and in a lot of ways, I'm fucked up. That's a real and thing. so um, <laughs> that really, not to say that nothing good ever happened, but, you know, there's a, I don't know, uh, like shadow on what's happening. Mm, okay. You know, it picks up the clips. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I caught that. I should have put my thing on. Um, okay. My, oh, that's the wrong thing. My question is, what are three things that you want to implement in your child rearing that you picked up on or learned either on the journey of healing from your childhood traumas or in your childhood in general? Um, well, first of all, my mama was blackity black, 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 black. <laughs> yes. Um, she was always, look at my beautiful black babies, look at my black babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely want to instill that in my children. Um, I would not call myself dark skin, but I am definitely brown skin. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I when we moved, I ended up being in a predominantly white area. And so having that in the back of my head helped a lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't always think I was pretty. I didn't start thinking I was attractive to like five minutes ago. Stop. Uh, Stop. 
But, you know, regardless, I always heard my mom in the back of my head. And when I when I started my healing journey, her voice was a lot of help. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I started like revealing things to her and telling her like, oh, I feel this way. I feel that way. It was funny because she'd be like, girl, I used to tell you that all the time. You used to just ignore me. It's funny how it took 20 years for you to hear my voice. But the fact that it is my mother's voice, like in the healing process, her voice is the healed voice that I hear. Mm, That's beautiful. Um, I think it's super helpful because what I'm finding out is that I am healing from traumas that she has. Mm. And some of the words that she instilled in me was essentially her speaking to herself, but using me as an excuse for saying it. Yes. I'm sorry. I need to take notes, though, (laughs) because I want to come back to these ideas. Not you need to take notes. (laughs) Loser. (laughs) Um. You said three things. That was one thing. So, you, yes. And you mentioned um, instilling blackness. That's what I'm going to kind of yes. summarize it as. Yes. Um, the man that I choose to have in my life as my children's father is going to be very important to me. Okay. Intentionality. Intentionality because I love the men in my family. I love the men in my life. I'm listening. She's about to sneeze. Oh my God! It's stop it! <laughs> it's not happening now. Thank you for that. Here we go as we wait. <laughs> not ASMR. <laughs> um, the men in my family, I love them, um, but absolutely not. <laughs> um, there is a lack of uh, emotional strength mm. in that side of my family. There is a lack of respect in that side of my family. There's a lot of um, toxic masculinity. Just drop the bomb. I was gonna call it my cheese, bro. Like I was gonna find every other word. It's toxic. (laughs) Call it what it is, baby. I was gonna call it every other word. There's a lot of toxic masculinity on that side of my family. There's a lot of do it because I told you to. Mm. There's a lot of unsaid. Your idea is better, but because it wasn't my idea, we're not doing it. And what I won't do is do that. Um, I've even like dated guys or been out on dates with guys and they've reminded me of men in my family and them and uh you're not on social media anymore but there's this oh that's you ain't gotta worry about me you ain't got to worry about me that's me like the second you say some shit where it's just like uh what did we call him Voldemort. yeah be like can't you just can't you just change your hair? But I don't like that hairstyle. Yeah, but I do. Oh, you ain't got to worry about me. I'm a, where's the right, door? Right, right. The door. I'll, I'll make a door. It's fine. I'm getting the fuck up out of here. No, that's right. Um, so yeah, my mama's voice, the intentionality, mm-hmm. and I've been telling my mom this for the past two weeks. She conned me into being smart. And I want to do that to my kids. Okay, for sure. She conned me into being smart because she made me think that shit was fun. Yeah. Excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me. So when I say she made me feel like it was fun, first of all, let's start with the fact that my brother is five and a half years older than me. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing math competitions to decide who gets to choose the sides for dinner? Mm -hmm. You're five and a half years. You're 11. (laughs) I'm six. Yeah, yeah. And my mom would be like, here's multiplication tables. Whoever can get the most right in 60 seconds gets to choose the vegetable for tonight. 
Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> then I would read books and I didn't want to read. And so she'd start having me read out loud to her. And she'd be like, oh, wait, what did he say? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No one doggone while she ain't listening to a word that I see. No, that's- <laughs> so now she got me reading and I'll be like, mom, I just picked up a new And I do this shit to this day. <laughs> if I find a book that I really like, I'll tell my mom about it. And if she sounds interested, I will mail my mother that book. <laughs> I mean, that's cute, though. That's really cute. The literacy aspect But I tell her all the time, like, with literacy and with math, I almost, became, I almost right. became a math teacher. Right. Because I'm six doing multiplication tables. Math so is I, fun, though. I but I told her, I told her, I was like, you conned me into being smart, and I don't know how I feel about it. And so I absolutely intend to mm-hmm. con my kids, <laughs> whether it's into being smart or being more creative or being more analytical. But digging deeper. You about to, you about to, oops, I was, oh, I can do that. My bad. <laughs> yeah. And people, and I didn't notice that it wasn't a thing until I started telling people like, oh, yeah, we used to have math competitions. Oh, yeah, I used to read to my mom in the kitchen while she cooked. And my friends would be like, "The you did yeah, what? That's that weird. Shop. And I was like, oh, that you're right. That is weird. I was joking. It wasn't me. Ha ha. Like, <laughs> I thought it was Gotcha. Normal. Got your nose. Right. <laughs> um, My question for you, Miss mm-hmm. Ma'am. Yes. Is there anything from your childhood? Or no, I want I want three things from your childhood that were highlights that you will always look upon fondly. Ooh. Um, hmm. okay. I think spending time will always be a fond remembrance of mine. Um, and it felt like I was stealing moments in the mm. moment. Like now that I look back on it as an adult, it was definitely stolen moments. Um, because they were not what they were. What they were to me was not what it really was, right? Mm-hmm. So I created this like you as you mentioned earlier, like this fictitious reality about around a situation. So, um, my dad used to visit us on the weekend before him and my mama really got into it, into it, where he just stopped coming around. Um, and I just thought, oh, he's been working so much during the week, and the weekend is the real time where we get to spend time together. No. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was coming to get his dick wet on the weekend, right? So he's coming to get his dick wet, but he could uh, he could also spend time with his three daughters, right? Um, but on the weekends, uh, we used to cook breakfast. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their own dish. So I would make the pancakes. Somebody would make the, like my mom or my dad would make the bacon. No, my mom would make the grits or, or malto meal, whatever. Um, not malto meal. My dad would make the bacon. My sister would make, you know, somebody would make the mm-hmm. eggs. And then, you know, so it was just a, it was a, it was time to spend together, but everybody had their role. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed those moments. As young as I was, as as foolish and naive as mm-hmm. I was, like I felt like that was a, that was time where I got to actually have a family, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like everybody was in their own space. Everybody was together, right? Um, so that's one that's one moment. Um, after my dad transitioned into his own lifestyle, which he had been living the whole time, <laughs> but after that shit hit the fan, um, and by shit hitting the fan, I mean me finding out I had another sister. Or my mom finding out that we had another sister who was the same age as a sister that's between myself and my oldest. Ooh. Yeah. So that that was bitch. <laughs> um, like we used to shit hit the fan. Sister, my sister, my sister was a, a person, <laughs> right? And then um, it just felt more intentional with my mom's time with us, or at least how she talked to us and how she was present with us. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I remember, like, when she, uh, my dad not being there necessarily, but we used to make Rice Krispie treats for Christmas time. So, again, going back to, like, spending time together, we used to make Rice Krispie treats from scratch. And I used to always be excited about it because it's like, oh, my God. Wait. 
because I need to know how from scratch. You yes. Mean, you so, mean just Rice Krispie treats and the marshmallows. And the butter and everything. Yeah, you and made the, it everything. Okay, because well, I had yeah. I knew somebody who knew how to make marshmallows, and I was going to be like, you Baby, know how no, to make marshmallows? Baby, no, you, no. My mama's new age, okay? Our friendship <laughs> was about to get really strong. I can figure it out. I can, no, I can, I'm sure now I can figure out how to make marshmallows. But no, my mama's a little a little, a little new age with the old school personality. Um, But we used to make Rice Krispie treats. Uh, and then another, like, uh, I feel like that's one, I don't know if that's considered one thing, us uh, spending time together, because it was yeah. always time. Well, we used to go to Knott's Berry Farm, which is like an amusement park in um, Anaheim area of California, all the fucking time. <laughs> right? And my mom would make a big-ass Ziploc bag of fried chicken wings. Like, they'd be the small party wings. That's so black. It's so, and then she'd have frozen Capri Suns because we'd be there all day. So I remember her getting her black leather backpack together. And once she got it out, I was like, ooh, we're going to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> and it was just like, so it was like, like uh, so essentially, spending time is something that I... Um, Enjoyed from my childhood. Um, you need two more. <laughs> I do need two more. <sighs> I don't know that I have two more. Honestly. I don't mm. know that I have two more. Um, yeah. Well, I'll t- I'm, I'm going to say the overarching theme yeah. is spending time. But I'm going to say your dad coming over on weekends. I'm going to say y'all cooking. Yeah. And I'm going to say something, something farms. <laughs> Not very fun. Not very. You kept saying not reform, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck that first word is. Sorry. Yeah, it's not very far, and it's and um, ironically, that's where I got my first job. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, in high school. Yeah. Okay. My next question. So I definitely did the three, two, one style questions. Don't judge me. You're such a teacher. (laughs) Um, What are two things that you want to change, but believe are still worthy lessons or values that you experienced as a child? My questions didn't have numbers, but I'm going to steal her idea because that's what teachers do. <laughs> teachers said, steal other teachers' ideas and then be like, specifically- I'm going to change this one word and it's my idea. <laughs> it's not plagiarism. No, you like, yeah, okay. So I steal all your shit. You do. And my kids <laughs> love it. And I'll be like, I'm so glad she didn't put nobody's name on this. <laughs> <laughs> or it just change the name, girl. Girl, I ain't do it all that. It will say Miss Brasher on it. And I I'll cannot. be like, guys, we're doing this new thing I found. <laughs> and I'll be like, it says Miss Brasher. Da 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 da. Tell her thank you. I'm sorry. What was the question? Okay, yes. So what were what are two things that you want to change? So it's something that you've experienced, right? Either as a child or, to, or on this journey of healing. Mm-hmm. What are two things that you want to change, but you still believe that are worthy lessons or or something that's valuable that you learned? Oh, I had that one for you too. What oh. do you want different? <laughs> um, something I want different. Whoever I'm with, I will need them to spend quality time with their kids. Okay. Um, throughout the child's life. I will mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to say like my dad didn't spend quality time with me. He did until I was nine. <laughs> um, right. When we moved from New York to Pennsylvania, like before we moved, me and my dad, I want to say it happened once a month. I want to say it happened once a month. He would take me. I don't know if y'all had Sizzlers. Yeah, we do. We had Sizzlers in New York before the whole thing went belly up. And when it went belly up, we still have some. Oh. We still have some in California. I haven't seen a Sizzlers since 2000. Oh, baby. There's some in California. They went belly up on the East Coast. Anyway, no. watch the people. Somebody's going to be like, I'm eating at Sizzlers right now. Right now. <laughs> what did, did you guys go belly up? Um, <laughs> you're like, waiter, can I get my check? I heard y'all, y'all aren't actually yeah. existing. Y'all got roaches? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, wait. Watch somebody walk into Oh, it don't smell like roaches up in here. Nothing. Oh, I love it. I can't. Um... So my dad and I used to go to Sizzler once uh, a month on a daddy-daughter date. Okay. And he would take me there for breakfast. And I was like, 
I'm going to a buffet. I can eat anything I want. And I'm like six. Yeah, I don't yeah. eat any goddamn thing. Um, but we used to do that. And then we moved to Pennsylvania. And all of a sudden, he came enti- He became entirely too busy to do anything mm. with his daughter. Um, or at least that's what it felt like. Yeah. And then um, the only time I felt like he was proud of me was either when I was doing something better than my brother was which academically I was a better student than my brother was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would brag on me because I was doing better in school than my brother was, which I don't think is a, you know, that's not fair. My brother yeah. has other talents. Yeah. Um, or like when, when he had the opportunity to brag on me was the only time. Other than that, like my mom was there. My mom, like they came to my place. My mom showed up to every, every mm-hmm. goddamn like <laughs> I ended up doing a uh, professional theater while I was in high school. I did the uh, worked at the playhouse in town for the summer. Twenty eight performances. We got like fifteen performances in, and the director had decided I don't like the way these scenes look anymore. I'm bored, and changed the entire oh everything of those three scenes Sounds to perform familiar. tonight. Oh. And my mom once she came to the to opening night, and she sat like on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. And then she came like three weeks later and sat on the right hand side. And then I told her that he changed everything and she sat dead center. And I was like, you've seen this play. Right. And she was like, well, first, when she moved from one side to the other side, I was like, you've already seen this play. And she was like, well, I haven't seen it from the left side of the stage. I love it. What? I know that was the reason I loved your mom. What? (laughs) And then when I told her we changed like three scenes and she came and she sat in the middle. And I was like, she never told me she was coming. I was like, why are you here? And she would be like, Last time I came in scene eight, you were standing on the left side of the stage. You told me you've moved to the middle. I want to see what that looks I like. I can't. What? I love it. I love it. Yes. And I would just look at her and be like, yes. like I'm on stage. She didn't tell me she was coming. Mm-hmm. I just knew she had to pick me up. So I'm on stage and I see her. And in my head, I'm going, what the? Yeah. You've seen this already. <laughs> um. So I definitely want whoever I'm with to like be as involved and supportive throughout the throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um. Ooh. What was the question? Two things that you want differently. So, like, things that you thought were worthy lessons, no matter if they're positive or negative. I want to have more communicate. I want to have regular communication with my kids. Um, Because part of my family, the male side of my family, was more physical uh, when it came to, like, punishments and things like that. And I don't want to have to do that to my kids. There are other ways to punish a child. Discipline. Discipline. There yes. we go. Because yes. punish is a negative it's connotation. Negative. Yeah. There are other ways to discipline my child. There can be conversations to avoid yeah. specific yes. things. And there were a lot of conversations that did not happen in my family, which just resulted in me being sneaky. <laughs> um, I cannot. And I mean, no, no, I that's what it was. Because I, I was because also like I was a latchkey kid. My parents, we lived in Pennsylvania. They continued to work in New York. Yeah. So they would leave at 4.30 in the morning. They didn't come home to about 10.30. On top of the fact that my parents would call or text me when they were on their way home, which told me I had an hour and a half. Girl, you good. Because I would be like, my mama watching me right now. I feel like she magic. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Because if somebody was over the house and they wasn't supposed to be over the house, they would move something by half an inch. And my mom would walk in and be like, that wasn't right there. That was there who was in my house. And I'd be I like, I mom, can't. they breathed on it. And she'd be like, mm, I feel an, a new right. breath. It like, smells like broccoli. I right? asparagus. <laughs> Where is it? Right. Like, that was my mother every time. That's hilarious. 
But um, eventually she became okay with certain friends coming over because like my friends would come over and I had a friend named Stassi and Stassi would clean the house. Mm -hmm. And Stassi was a much better uh, cleaning person than I ever was. You've seen my house. (laughs) (laughs) But Stassi cleaned like you clean. Okay. So Stassi would clean my house and I would cook. Yeah. And my mom would be like, oh, Stassi was here today. (laughs) She came over. Right. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to have more conversations with my kid. I want to talk more things mm-hmm, through with my kids. Mm-hmm. That way there's an understanding. That way there's less, there's hopefully less general trauma and less uh, generational trauma for them to have to work mm-hmm. through. Um, but as I had said before, uh, I have the same question. So two of them. Yes. <laughs> So two things that I want to change, uh, but believe was beneficial or worthy lessons. Um, my mother scared the shit out of me for lying, and I to this day am unsuccessful with it. <laughs> like so, while I don't believe it, while I don't agree with how she did it or um, the way that shit hit the fan, mm-hmm. I do believe. I like that's something that I do want. If I was here I go with this conversation of like shit. Um, if I were ever put in a position to have to raise anybody, if you ever hypothetically maybe kind of <laughs> had a kid one time, or had to adopt a kid, <laughs> you know, you never know. But if I ever had to raise someone, I would definitely want to instill within them the idea that you don't have to lie, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have conversation with me. Um, so I guess I definitely go. I don't know if that would be considered one thing, but communication I think mm-hmm. is big because I didn't have it with my mom. Like my mom. Like I, as I mentioned, like we 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 were two shits in a night. You know what I'm saying? So for all intents and purposes, I don't I don't have a relationship. I don't have a connection or a strong bond with her. Um, but for for damn sure, I ain't gonna lie to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but that also made me become a lot more honest with myself, honest with my friends, and I felt like I can hold myself more accountable to the things I say. And to the people who are in my space, because I'm just like, mm, why are we lying? Why are we lying to ourselves? Why are we lying to about the situation type of thing? Um, the other thing that I that I would change is just the level of comfort. Um, I did not feel comfortable being myself in my household. I did not feel comfortable being myself in my family. I would always tell my mom, I think I'm adopted because I feel like you don't love me the way that you love my sisters. Ooh. I feel like you're not my mom, you know? And I feel like you don't, like, I don't feel loved. So that is one thing <laughs> I do want to change um, in regards to, like, raising someone else. I do want to make a space where they feel loved no matter what, when, where, whatever. Like, I don't, it doesn't matter. Whatever the fucking circumstance is, love is here, you know? Um, I don't want to, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable being themselves, whatever themselves may be, mm-hmm. and expressing that with um, I can like vividly remember a time when I think I was like, you know, those little Chinese sandals. I don't know, if, like they had the little mesh on the top, and you slide your foot in that yes. every color, right? I tried to wear some of those to church. My mama was like, I Absolutely know you're not, not. About to, yeah, I know you're about to wear that, and I was gonna wear them with socks, like, cause I was Punky Brewster. I still am Punky Brewster to the goddamn day. I'm wearing two little bun buns, and my bun buns are small as fuck, and I really give a fuck, right? My bitty bees is all out. I don't, I don't care. I dress how I want. I'm I'm comfortable in my skin. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we're just going to church. I'm just going to be sitting there. God said, come as you are. And she was about to punch me in my throat. You better come better than that. Right. So she was like, okay, keep on. 
and she thought I was going to embarrass myself, which I didn't. <laughs> but um, there was always those conversations, right? Like, is that what you're going to wear? Are you going to do your hair? Is that what you're going to look like today? Or, or, like, you know, mm-hmm. that judgmental space to the point where my sisters, I have two older sisters who I grew up in a household with. I have three older sisters, but I grew up with two. Um, They purged my closet without me knowing, without me asking, without my permission. Purged my closet. Um, I used to dress very tomboyish. I still kind of do. So I, you were. <laughs> I used to wear sweatpants with a long like pro club shirt and so <laughs> and she's literally just talking about what the fuck she has on right now. But I was going to school, right? We had uniforms. I got my green sweatpants, or I would wear my dickies. Like I got my dickies on, I got my chucks. I got my I got this little collar shirt she's on. Also a Hispanic gangster is what I'm. Hearing. I mean, hey, you get what you get, right? <laughs> And then I would wear a big ass puff puff ball. I had my rag on my head. Like I was, I was that. I was not fucking with this shit. Like so, my, when they purged my closet, I had to go buy more clothes. And she's like, I'm, "My sister's like, oh, I'm gonna take you shopping for uniform clothes." And I'm like, "Okay, I guess let's do this." She made me buy skirts. She made me mm-hmm. buy dresses. And I was just like, "I don't like this." And I'm trying to get the long skirts to my ankle. And she's like, "No, get this one. That motherfucker stopped right under my ass." And I was <laughs> like, "I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's too tight." <laughs> she was like, "No, it's okay." Um, and then when we got home, like, my other sister had already posted, like, a how-to dress guide in my closet, and I was just like, Bruh. y'all p- piss me the fuck off. <laughs> and so I find myself still to this day, like, like going into that guide. Like, I remember exactly what the guide said. I'm Like, don't wear dark-colored shirts with dark jeans. Wear dark-colored shirts with light jeans. Wear your light-colored shirt with your dark jeans. Make sure you wear this. Make Like, you know, I remember all of the things. So I think for me... The second thing that I would change is definitely creating a space where my kid feels comfortable enough being themselves, whoever they decide to be, in whatever moment they decide to be, whoever they are. If you, <laughs> what is one thing, I know we obviously can't mold the personality of our kids, but what is one thing if you were to maybe someday, hypothetically, in some <laughs> manner, um, because you're a part of my village. You don't yeah. really have a fucking choice. <laughs> and if my kid comes back later than I gave them to you, we're going to have a problem. Hey, I'm, I'm um, here for the problems, though. You know that too. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's one thing that you hope for in any child whose village you're a part of? Uh, what do Whether you mean? Whether it be, per- I, I'm talking personality-wise. What do I hope the kid would have? Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, I don't even know if I could put it into a word. Like, because everybody is so different and that they should be celebrated for those things, mm-hmm. right? Um, I just hope that I can help foster a sense of self-love mm-hmm. and confidence. Because I feel like no matter what you're good at or not, no matter what you like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, like, everybody has their own personality, but just stand in it yeah. and be great. Because nobody is you, right? And yes, it's a cliche. Everybody hears it all the time. But that shit is real. Coming from somebody who grew up in a household where I thought I had to be a certain person and I lived my life and almost did, you know, a lot of different things as an adult because I felt like I needed to be this person, I would never wish that on anybody else. I would never wish that on a child. I want you to come as you are and I want you to be confident who the fuck you are because at the end of the day, you were made how you were made and that's it. Nobody can change it. Nobody needs to. Okay. Yeah. So I think just confidence, sheer confidence. Yeah, it's just a lot more eloquent than mine. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm even noticing, I know we have another episode on privilege, but I'm even noticing a lot of my experience is based on survival. And mm. it was, there was not a lot of luxury in my childhood. 
I, I remember was, being scared to ask my mom for bras. I couldn't fit my bras, and I was like, well, I'm just going to keep going a little bit. And my sister was like, no, mom, she needs bras. And I was like, no, why did you say something? <laughs> so then we went to go buy bras, but I was just like. So that's that was another question that I had. Um, is there anything that you wish you had had in your childhood that you didn't? One person. Like one person that was specifically for me. Like somebody in my corner. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I never really had, I didn't have anybody rooting for me. I didn't have anybody to sit with me. I didn't have anybody to understand me. And I felt like, I felt lost. I felt lost as a kid. I felt depressed as a kid. I felt, not to the point of suicidal thoughts. I mean, I had the thoughts, but it wasn't a, a situation where. You were ever going to. Yeah. Or, or even say them out loud, right? Or <laughs> write them down or anything. I, I just needed one person who would sit with me in my shit mm-hmm. and just see it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. That's my one thing. I feel like my mom tried to be that person. But with other events going on around us that she had to tend to, mm-hmm. um, I would have wanted more attention. Hmm. Because in my household, it was just me and my brother. And in that situation, I was the quote unquote good kid that they didn't have to worry about. Yeah. And if you're the kid that nobody has oh, to yeah. worry about, nobody's worrying about you. No, that's real. And so, like, I, it was like my mom would check in and be like, hey, you still good? You still alive? You know, like that dog that you leave out in the backyard, like, you need some food, you need some water. <laughs> yeah, no. You good? Let me pet you real quick. I'm going to go back Stop inside because I got shit to do. I never treated anyone but, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, yeah. that's what it felt like because I was the good kid. I didn't get checked in on very often. Mm. I didn't get spoken to very often because there was shit going on around us, around me, around everyone. Yeah. And then because I didn't complain, which I have a difficulty, like I complain about work, but that's because fucking, but um, <laughs> like I have a difficulty being like, Hey, I didn't get this mm-hmm. or Hey, could you, because in my family, it was like, if I complain, I'm doing nothing but adding to the problem that already exists. Yeah. So I'm going to shrink and I'm going to sit over here and I'm going to do as I'm told, as I was told. And um, I'm really like, even now, I'm really good at following instructions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being like, hey, do what you want. Right, I Tell me what to do. I Tell me what to do. And I'm not good at creating structure for myself. Yes. Um, if you give me something to do, I can tweak it to work for myself. But you being like, take this from the dirt and make a house. I'm going to be like, that's crazy. Where's the plans, though? <laughs> like, what is, yeah, no, that's what is going on? And I think that's why I'm, I feel like my zone of genius is uh, create, like creative writing. Because there I can create whatever I want and I can make it work. Yeah. But then you tell me like, oh, you made, you wrote this whole book or you did this poem or you did this, this and that. And it's great. And I'll be like, thank you. And you'll be like, why can't you do that to your own life? And I was like, because my life is real. <laughs> if I don't like something that happens in my creative writing, I erase it. But you also have the power to be the own na- your own narrative. Na- what? Narrator. Uh, you, get, you are... Stop it. You are definitely... <laughs> you're creating your own story. <laughs> I mean, it definitely takes a lot of practice. Coming from somebody who was in their head a lot. Like, I lived in my head as yes. a child. Even now. Like, I process things sometimes quick quickly sometimes not but i'm process i'm always processing something right mm-hmm. um i've i've learned the power of my own creative genius and i'm learning the power of being able to implement those things in my own life like 
It's a real thing. I if I don't like you, if I don't like something, nigga, like you don't exist. Oop. Like I like and and just taking me real quick, like right back to my first relationship or my first relationship. Um, was that my? It was my first relationship. My first relationship was with this guy. I was leaving from high school, going to college, and he ended up breaking up with me my first year of college. Heartbroken, right? Went back home, saw the nigga, like, oh my god. But he was like, broke up with me so he could talk to his ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, pers- I walked right past this man, like I didn't see him. And he was like, hey, Brittany, Mm-mm. you don't exist. Ooh. Who the fuck are you? What are you talking? Like you, like literally. And then he was talking to somebody at the time, so I'm like, hey, girl, like how you doing? Da, 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 da. Now you like, saw yes. her and didn't see this nigga, but didn't he was right you. there. You are irrelevant. Irrelevant. You're no longer a character, boo. You don't get no, you don't get no time. You don't get no time. You don't get, no you don't get none of that shit. Like, no, no, Girl. you don't do this. So, yeah, like, I, I mean, yes. Are you ready for your question? I am, I am. Um, What is one thing that you have not experienced in your childhood that you hope your child will experience? Oh, that's a disrespectful answer. Um, Say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unquestionable love of the men in her life. Okay. Like unconditional love for men. Yeah. The un- it's the unconditional and the unquestionable gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. love, uh, from, like, you know, familial love from the men in her life. Okay. Um, because some of the love that I received felt very conditional. Mm-hmm. I am loved in this situation because I make good grades. I'm loved mm-hmm. in this situation because I don't cause waves. Yeah. But if yeah. I did, then everything would become another kind of problem, right? Yeah. Um one of the moments that I felt like, well, damn, mm-hmm. you're supposed to want the best for me. Uh I was getting ready to go to college and you hi, I'm Petty. I don't know if you've ever met me. <laughs> I'm I have a petty bone. Oh, it, yeah. it grows it every does. once in a while. But, um, you look, you strike me as a petty label. Oh my god. Maybe uh, a little bit. Petty white. <laughs> um, Petty Pendergrass. <laughs> I bet you have so many of these lined up. Um, and I say that because at my school, <laughs> I lived in East Stroudsburg. We had an East Stroudsburg University. <laughs> okay. Um, and East Stroudsburg University came to East Stroudsburg High School South. Stop it. To... Stop it. Not South. <laughs> Not having two Eastburg High Schools. But they came through um, <laughs> to do like interviews so you can get accepted on the on the spot right Mm -hmm. and my interview was tomorrow and i told my parents about it and my dad had the nerve the gall (laughs) to try and tell me i couldn't go to school out of state because he wasn't paying for it the audacity guess who didn't go to her interview the next day oh guess who didn't apply to anything in state because who the fuck is you right right but the fact that you're not gonna pay for my schooling if I go out of state because you don't feel like paying for out of state tuition, mm. what is that? I haven't yeah. caused you any issues. Never, never got detention. Never got suspended. Never got low anything lower than a B. Mm-hmm. Didn't get pregnant. Didn't come home with every with a new boy every week. Right, right. Cleaned the house. Cooked the dinner. Took care of the dogs. And I can't go out of state. <laughs> right. My brother caused you hella problems and you helped that nigga move to Texas. Mm. Oh, that's a whole nother episode, boo. Stop! Whole episode. <laughs> Absolutely not. And 
I want them to know that, and I want them to experience family who knows all versions of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the difficulty that I'm having now is I don't talk to my brother very much. There's a couple of reasons for that. We're not going to get into all of those. But one of the main reasons is because he has no idea who I am, mm-hmm. right? I told him about the new relationship I'm in, and he made comments based off of who I was over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here like, the girl you talking about don't exist. And the way that you're talking about me in this moment, the way that you're talking about me back then was fine. But the way that you're talking about me in reference to who I was then, now, feels disrespectful. Right, right, right. Like, I feel bad for him. I hope, you know, when I meet him, I'm going to have to warn him. I was a nigga. (laughs) That's why I was, I used to be a nigga. (laughs) Oh, you're not going to do that? That's cool. Block. Like, I didn't give a fuck. I can't. And that's not who I am anymore, but he's making comments as if I were still that person, and I've done a lot of healing to mm-hmm. not be that mm-hmm. person. Let's but whenever go. I try to express that I'm not that person, it I don't even I don't even want to say it goes in one ear, out the other. That's real. That's even touching on another episode, boundaries and, boundaries and accountability. Boundaries and accountability. So the boundary is I just don't talk to him. Because no, it's easier I, that way. Mm-hmm. Um... I want to do something a little bit lighter. Okay. Okay. Did you grow up rich, Miss Brasher? Nigga, you know I didn't. I, was just, I had to make sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were, you know, so, the fresh princess of Compton. No, 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 no. I definitely grew up in Compton. Um, not to say that everybody in Compton is poor. But <gasps> people in Compton. Be but, some... but wait, but Hollywood said. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, for real. Stop putting something on a man like that. You know, that's all I'm going to say. Have a real depiction. And then it's not all gangs either, though, right? What? <laughs> so, it's not just the Bloods, the Crips, and the Latin Kings. Funny as shit. And the, the rolling Oh, uh, the Latin Kings are not in. Sixes? Um, bitch, I'm just naming gangs I know, that I no, know but exist. We Mex- I don't fucking know We got the Mexican are. Mafia. We don't got the, Who? We don't got the Latin Kings up there. You mean um, actual people? No, no, it's like a gang. It's the Mexican Mafia. Anywho... There are gangs, there are poor people, or there's poor, or what is it called? Poverty. <laughs> there's poor, poor, not poor. Poor, poor, poor maybe poor. poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the word. Um, there's gangs, there's poverty, but there are there's a beautiful side of it, right? Mm-hmm. There's whatever side you take from it. So I hate when people, oh my God, when I was going to UCLA, my undergrad was at UCLA, and people were like, oh, did you get a scholarship? Bitch, no. <laughs> and it was like, oh, are you How an athlete? How could you afford to be here? Right. You must be an athlete. Do you see me with a blue backpack on, bitch? No. Do you see my name etched in any... Like, but I know you see this. And then it was like, oh, okay, so you're just here because... Uh, bitch, because I'm smart. What? Mm-hmm. And even now, like, people from, from... People from Compton. Oh, did you, like, transfer to UCLA? No. no. I went straight there from high school. Did you get scholarships? No, nigga. I... I you know what? Like, stop talking to me because now, you, now I want to punch you in the face. Like, right? Um, but no, I did not grow up rich at all. So um, that wasn't my question, though. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on a tangent. My bad, girl. Go ahead. What? What? I had to ask you, did you grow up rich? <laughs> when you were younger, what are two things that you just was like, oh, you must be rich because you have? Mm. <laughs> um... I don't even think I had that thought. <laughs> really? I didn't really know. No, let's let me think about this. Um, 
<laughs> I didn't even think that long. Like, for me, rich people had islands in their kitchens. Like, that's why I'm obsessed with getting one now. Yeah, no. I didn't even... It wasn't Rich even, people had islands in their kitchens. I didn't kitchens. even think about rich people, nigga. I was just trying to make it to the next day. Like... Nah. There were we certain things that, like, oh, my God. Like, before we moved to Pennsylvania, it was like, oh, my God, you're rich. You live in a house. No. Because I lived in a three-apartment house. So, Grandma was downstairs. We were on yeah. the second floor. Grandpa was upstairs. See, we moved around a lot. So... You didn't think like, oh, you must have money because you have. No, I didn't really get. To, I also did not really get to know people like that, which is which is a telltale oh, well, sign why you, I don't really. You didn't watch TV in. like that either. No, <laughs> so yeah, uh... I, my my childhood was very um, interesting to say the least because I entertained myself the best way I knew how, which was to either read books or be good at school or you know work outside the home. So. That's what I'm telling you. I don't. I didn't have a childhood. That's why she talks to herself now. I do, and I do, and I do, <laughs> and I do. But no, um, I can't. I don't really even think. I never really thought of myself in relation to anybody else. Mm-hmm. I never really compared things in relation to anything else. Um, I just took what I got, and I was like, okay, if this is what it is, this is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I used to think people not necessarily were rich, but I used to think people were like. People's homes were put together. If you got two parents, you know, like you got both your parents inside at home, like that's crazy. Your mama, your mama worked during the day, like oh that's crazy. Like your mama, hands not rough, like you know that like it was little shit like that. Like my mama has worked forever, right? What did your mama do? She's a machine operator, mm. so she was like I would let to sit at a desk and do this, do that. Like her, she was either a machine operator. She used to work at the shipping yard for freight companies. She like even now she she operates machines that put airplane parts together mm-hmm. so it's just like she's she's always been using her hands they are very callous they are very rough but that's so i could you know what i mean like she did that so i could be able to do what the fuck i'm doing now or at least have a chance mm-hmm. <laughs> fighting chance but no i don't i never really had that thought well, thanks for ruining my question Sorry, maybe come a little harder next time no <laughs> first you answer the wrong half of the goddamn question <laughs> When I ask it, what did you think rich people did? I never thought about rich people. I never people. really thought Well, yeah. all right. No, I really didn't. We are very the same, but we definitely grew up very different. Different ends of the socioeconomic spectrum, to say the least. I wouldn't say that far off, though. Well, my my end is an extended end of this part. <laughs> Yours is like the beginning of something else that I never <laughs> heard about. Like, nigga, what? Yeah. Did you have any more questions, Liam? Um, no, I did not. I did not. I think that one thing that I do want to use for my kids as well is therapy. Yes. I think starting therapy early is important. Yes. Um, I was watching I was watching something or listening to something. I watch so much TV and listen to so many podcasts, I don't know where half my shit comes from. But <laughs> They were like, I want to, they were like, I'm going to therapy because I want to heal my generational traumas. So that way, when my kids need therapy, it's not a generational thing. It's just me that fucked them up. (laughs) That's a real thing. Their issues. And somebody else was like, I want to be able to raise my own kids. Like, I want to personally fuck up my own children. I don't think that's anybody else's job. Yeah, no, I've had these conversations with my my sister on my dad's side who has her own son, right? And he's a beautiful, beautiful boy. Um... And we talk about generational trauma all the time, right? And, and and how to begin to let those things go so that you can have a clear palette for everything that's going to come for you just because it's coming for you, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think therapy is a necessity for anybody. And I, I would, if it gets to a point where, <laughs> if it gets to a point where I have a family. <laughs> or, or, or when we're dealing with the children in whose village you are a part of. Yes, I would love to do group therapy and then our own separate therapy sessions. Because yes. I feel like that's, it's necessary for you to process your own shit. And then it's necessary for you to understand how your process can help and heal somebody else's, right? Um, and I think that that's real because, I, I mean, even as an adult. I've been able to have conversations with my mom. And then you mentioned something about generational trauma. Like, you said something mm-hmm. about generational... She used to tell you things that... I don't remember exactly My mom used said. to say things to me as a means of saying it to herself. Yes. So, I was telling my mom, like, if you would have shared... if Not to, like, make her feel bad or anything, but if you had shared your story with us, as, you know, your daughters, we probably would have looked at things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And we probably wouldn't have picked up certain things or entertained certain things, Right. Um, my mom has been through traumatic things and I'm not going to tell anything because that's That's not my story to tell, but my sisters have been through those same things, right? And even myself, I've been put in positions where I could have gone through those things as well. But I feel like if I had heard my mom, instead of instilling the fear part of it in me and heard her actual story of what this is what went down, make sure you look out for these things or, you know what I'm saying? Giving me the kind of why behind the what, um, I probably would have knocked a couple niggas out before I even got the opportunity to feel uncomfortable in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the same with my dad, right? Like, I, I don't necessarily have a relationship or a big bond with either one of my parents. It really freaks me out when people have bonds with their parents. Right? I freak you <laughs> but, out. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> my sister has a similar relationship. And even my ex-best friend, she has a similar relationship. Like, they talk to their moms all the time. And I'm just like, why are you guys calling each other so much? Why do you guys need to talk that much? Like, you know, like, and, and it's weird for me, right? Mm-hmm. Even with my sister, who, who for all intents and purposes was my pseudo mom, like, I don't talk to her as much. And I'm just like, like, you know, I'll, I'll tap in and say, hey, I'm alive. And that's it. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, go back to my little shell and do what I'm doing. Um, but I feel like if I had known who my parents were a little bit more, I probably would have a deeper bond with them, right? Okay. But... But I do believe in that, that that healing from generational trauma is real. I hate that I feel like I'm the person who has to heal from yes. it for everybody <laughs> or at least spark and catalyze everybody's, you know, traumatic distancing enough for them to be like, let me process this shit. But um, I'm here to do it. I feel like that, that definitely lends a hand to why I don't want to have kids, though. Like, I don't, that's not something that I'm anticipating because I feel like <sighs> it's work. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's why weird. you're in my village. So that way, it's weird. you know, when I want to clock out for like two hours, you Girl, can tap in. I got you two hours at a time. <laughs> no, you're going to say two hours. You're going to be like, bitch, it's been three weeks. I'm be like, no, no, oh, no. my God, I no, forgot. No. Oh, my God. No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> and, it's, and that's a real conversation, too, right? Because it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But anyway, in this idea of having kids, it's just, I think for me, here I go with this language again. <laughs> The biggest thing for me is not understanding that single motherhood is not the only option. Got you. Because that's all that I know. Mm-hmm. My mom is a single mom. My sisters are single mothers. My aunts are single. Like, everybody that I've known who has ever had a kid is a single mother. Mm-hmm. And even when I was engaged and he was, you know, trying to convince me, like, let's have kids and let's do this. And at a certain point, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, that's cute. I'll do that if, if we can do this, too. Um, it dawned on me, like, wait. <laughs> I'm gonna have a kid and I'm gonna have to do this to A B C D. I'm 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 me 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 right. Yeah. And he's like I'm here and I was like I don't know if that's I don't even know what that's gonna look like and I don't want to do it right. So it's mm-hmm. just this idea that 
I have to train myself or I have to think outside of myself and understand, like, there are men, there are people who are willing to help you parent. And it's yes. not just your family. It's not just your village. It's the person who made the baby with you. Yeah. Um, still not accepting it. <laughs> Today is just like, still don't want it, but also okay. we know that exists. If you can show me it can happen, I might be able to believe it. Like, <laughs> no. Um, but, but yeah, so children are not, it's not, the, it's not the children I hate. <laughs> it's the men. No, I'm just kidding. Damn. <laughs> that kidding. was, she looked me dead in my eyes, y'all. She speared it's, in my soul and was men. like, fuck these niggas. Because also it's a part of this, and I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but it's a part of this ego stroke for me, at the very least. Like, you want a kid for what purpose? So you can see you in the world? That's so selfish. There are already kids who are in this world. You know what I'm saying? So you want to adopt? I would be more willing to adopt than I would be to push a baby out of my vagina. Nah, I want to push a baby out. I don't. Or get him cut out, you know, whatever. No, thank you. Either whatever way, works. I'm a hard pass for me. <laughs> it's a hard no. Hard pass for me. I pushed a lot of things out, and I don't want to push a baby out. Okay? What if you push Penises. Why are you pushing them out? Here, get out of me! Hey. <laughs> hey. Everybody's hey. got their thing. <laughs> That's fucking weird. It's not. It's not. <laughs> hey. Hey. Everybody's got their thing. So what is your plug or suggestion for this week or word of wisdom for this week? <clears throat> so uh you said something and it does <laughs> i um wanted to share this anyway you i wanted to share then you said it uh you mentioned how your mom's voice became your inner voice and yes. i just want to remind folks that words matter right but not just words who you are in somebody's life matters and those words do become someone's inner voice especially if you are parenting or villaging <laughs> somebody um so your like my like your inner voice is is your parents' voice. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your guardian's voice. So be careful how you are molding minds and interacting with folks who are still, you know, finding themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, my word comes from something that I have on my wall in my classroom, and I made it the journal I think for last week with my kids. Um, and this is going to anyone who has like a younger child in their life who they are actually a part of their life. Mm-hmm. I need you to remember two things. One, they are little people, mm-hmm. right? With emotions, with feelings, mm-hmm. with insecurities. Um, and they may not be able to voice that or express that or understand that but we need to do that for them as the adults in their life yes 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 um the second thing i need you to understand is that anger is a second is mm. what is it anger is a secondary emotion it is an emotional bodyguard yeah. that was what's on yeah. my wall and trying to get my students to understand that and they were like no it's not when you're mad at somebody you're mad and i was like no but think about every time you're angry someone will look at you and say why are you angry and the response is, he embarrassed me. So you're not angry, you're embarrassed. You're not angry, mm-hmm. you're frustrated. You're, hurt, yeah. you're not angry, you're hurt. You're not angry, you're confused. Yeah, yeah. Right? So anger is that secondary emotion. You need to make sure that you are versed enough in your own emotions where you don't need that bodyguard. Because if you are always mm-hmm. angry with your kids, that can become... Something yeah. that they pick up where they are just now angry children who turn into angry adults. Oh, yeah. They can become, you know, kind of like personal hermits. Yes. Where it's just like everyone tends Hi. to get mad. I'm just going to. Hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice so, like, to meet you. <laughs> I think it's important that people yeah. learn how to not need their bodyguard. I'm not going to say your bodyguard isn't necessary. Bodyguards keep people safe. Yeah. No, I but... mean, that's what I was going to answer there. Yeah. I think it's 
I, you hit it on the head. Like, instead of attacking or instead of coming from a space of anger, I come from that space of what's behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's real. Thank you for being here this week. Um, That's all we have for today. Yes, yes, yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.